Yeah, hit it. I will. Welcome to Go Additive, where your hosts combine their real-world professional 3D printing experience to deliver valuable opinions that will help you peer behind the curtain of the additive industry. And now, Go Engineer's own Tyler Reed and Tate Brown. It's already changed things. Yeah. You've already messed it up. You know that. I didn't mess it up. There, there's a line of sight right here that we have to we have to keep it clear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to lean into my microphone like I'm used to doing. Yeah. So obviously it's a little bit different, right? What's different? Well, you can actually see us, potentially. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see us. That's never been a thing. Right? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> so well, things might change a little bit. We've already. Been, oh, go ahead. I've, we've been talking about filming it since essentially episode one, right? Since, episode like the hidden episode one since or the actual negative 10. <laughs> okay. Which is the hidden episode one. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here we are. We've made it over a year. We have... We're going to have an instant set of how many subscribers? 90,000 plus subscribers. And we didn't pay for those. Just riding, riding on the coattails of uh, the greats before us. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to change the dynamic for sure. Hopefully not in a bad way. I don't know. It's not going to be bad. I think it will be a little bit more immersive and we will have a whole new audience. It's going to be incriminating. That could be true <laughs> that could be true we've prided ourselves for 43 episodes of mm -hmm. zero edits outside of like some silence silence there was a of. bleep once we i think you bleep. added a bleep yeah what did i say it was a company name oh that's true i did bleep once in 43 episodes and uh it's gonna be harder to do that yeah we may have to cut things out and you who are normally very poised in terms of what people can hear are mm -hmm. not always visually poised. Yeah. You sometimes are over here covering your <laughs> mouth, trying not to laugh. The veins poking out. Now people are going to get to see the vein. Yeah. They're going to get to see that. And I just wonder if you can up your game to keep that level of poise, both visually and through audio. Oh my God. I'm already failing that. I'm already failing. He's not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> the vein, it's going to come out. Oh, yeah. And I want to make sure I do give a clear line of sight here with this camera. Yeah. Because that's the one that's going to catch it. If you can, camera people, zoom in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. It is kind of fun to break the fourth wall, though. Yeah, we'll we'll see how fun it is when people start making fun of us. True. But we're going to be big on YouTube. We're, com <laughs> we're coming after you, uh, all of the YouTube greats. You know, Mark Rober, we're coming after you. Uh, You're going to call people out. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. That's how it's like when you go play basketball. They're like not going to even the, know. On the court, right? You go to the park and what you challenge the top player immediately. That's and the first thing you do. You ever get dunked on? Yeah, but then you dunk on them back. 
Okay. Yeah. All five foot eight of you, <clears throat> five ten. What What do you say you are? What's your roster height? Okay, so <laughs> I'm five nine and a half. <laughs> Although now that my my psoas muscles are looser, I think I grew about an inch. I think it was pulling me down. So if you didn't listen to last episode, Tyler actually had a print that he made. Yeah. That helped him grow half an inch. Yeah, the so right. <laughs> no, it wasn't the so right. It was your ripped off version of the so right. It was a uh, a piece of plastic that resembled the so right. <laughs> With some additional features. Additional features, yeah. That thing actually has been a lifesaver. Honestly, feel great. I'm well, fixed. if we're talking about prints, I actually brought one with me today. Which is funny because I don't think you realized that we were being filmed today. No. But you brought a visual anyway, which is pretty cool. I was going to force you to describe it with words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on air. In order to avoid that, I I made this happen. Okay. Instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this, I actually just got back from a trip to L.A., with one of our sales guys and I hit print on this before I left. Yeah. This was a 20 hour print. Okay. I want to say, and <clears throat> it came out beautiful. You got to show the try. camera. You got to show the camera. I don't want to show the camera. <laughs> That's what they're there for. Oh yeah. That's a nice looking print. Is um, that ASA ivory? It is. And tell. so probably not the best for visual demonstration because typically the support material looks, um, there's some contrast, but yeah. with the ASA ivory, it looks almost the exact same color as our soluble support. Um, this one does have a little doohickey hanging off the side little, of our support tower. Goober. What happened there? I moved the support tower to the absolute edge of what is possible to print. And now I know it will go all the way yeah. to the edge and almost like do a literal cliff hanging, but it didn't affect the quality of the print. Came I, through really good. I'm guessing anyone who is watching that hasn't run one of these Stratasys FDM printers is wondering why is that build plate not rectangular and what is that little bow tie thing? Okay, let me describe it to you. So the call out for what this can print, this printer print area, right, is 14 by 10 in terms of just the the square inches yeah. of the build platen. Stratasys adds this extra little piece. What do you think that is? Like it's four square <clears throat> inches, three? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> They add the extra so that they can basically put this purge tower on it. What? I would say 1.25. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why you made that face. I was Thanks. trying to do the math. Gosh. Public math. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that on the air. I know. Um, so yeah, they add the little bit extra. They add this purge tower. It kind of helps with the quality of the build. It helps with the speed makes it so that it's not purging at the back of the machine so it reduces some of the head moves. And they don't want that to bite into the advertised printable area. Okay, got so it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. As you're holding that, I just want you to crack it. That's all I can think about. I've been just waiting all morning. It will be, unless you botch it, and then you will have 90,000 viewers uh, watch you botch it. Can you so describe no what I'm doing? 
to mm. our people who aren't watching yeah. live action. You're cracking the parts off the bill plate. Which is relatively easy. Oh. Go. What is this called? ASMR? Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Nice. Do, do it again. <laughs> Ooh. That's pretty good. Let me do. Let me just do the two. More. I think this should be a regular segment. Oh, oh, check this. Check this out. This one. This one's leaving some. That's what I wanted. That's right the best. There. That's a clean break. That's best case scenario. Leaves the raft right on the build plate. Although now you have to scrape that off. Probably. No, that'll peel off pretty easy. You think so? Yeah, I like it best when the and when these are warm. This has had forever to cool down. Yeah. But you'll get different results when it's warm. So this print is from your project that you talked about on the last episode. Ooh, is that right? That's nice. Yeah, this is the tube straightener, and I I actually printed the wheels. I that was did instead you, of did doing, you see how easy that was? Yeah, it just popped off. It just made so made instead my day. of doing the bearings, I have the bearings at home, and I knew after I bought those bearings, I was like, someone I know has a ton of these bearings somewhere, but I'm too lazy to ask. And like within minutes of me telling you I needed some bearings, you're like, oh yeah, I have a whole bunch of those. Yeah. So I felt pretty dumb, but I, I printed the wheels or the tires, I guess you would oh, call okay. these. Um, the profile of these little guys will fit that 3 diameter tube just oh. perfectly. And okay. How I'm much, not going to keep doing this. How much compressive I'm force do you time. think are going to be on those? I don't know. It's real hard telling. Yeah. So they go together like that. You see that? Yeah. And it, so from four sides. Look at that. Like a four jaw chuck. It's like a half a moon there. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Half right. moon. Anyway, um, I printed the tires. We'll see how it all fits. I don't, I have no idea till I get home and, and try and put these on the bearings. But I do want to get to a tech tip. Okay. Tech tip. FDM tech tip. <laughs> we need an actual sound effect on our board. Yeah, because I never want to do that again. What did I do here? Ooh. You printed uh, diamonds. <laughs> I was I was trying to work in a Rihanna reference there. Oh, my gosh. But uh, that's probably not an area I should go uh, into. So because <laughs> of the print orientation um, and the counterbores on this part, I wanted the counterbores to be their axis to be straight up and down in the yeah. Z. And so I printed it like that. And then I printed the horizontal holes that are perpendicular to that axis. It would have printed support had I left the holes full size. GrabCAD print has this feature called self, make self-supporting or make holes self-supporting. Yeah. And you can just click the cylindrical face and make those self-supporting. And all it does is change it to a... Um, basically a diamond shape which will speed up the print it reduces some of your support material and i think it makes things look better also um it adds one step of post-processing so i'll have to go sure. drill those now but i'll get a better more round hole with a drill right that's true then i will just printing that's true yeah so my tech tip is when you can change out a hole that you know you can drill out later to uh to a diamond. Yeah, self-supporting diamond. 
You could do that in the CAD uh, tool if your slicer doesn't support that. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to do it in the slicer. For many of our customers who are working within like a controlled space in terms of file management, they wouldn't be able to do that, right? Because they potentially- It, it would be a print-specific file. Yeah. Um, if you're making changes outside the CAD, that could be problematic for some people, but m m I would say most users could, could do that no problem. Yeah. And cool. does this only affect people <clears throat> with soluble support? No. This will affect people that are print using model as support too. Sure. Because the Prusa is doing breakaway support uh, with the single head, so that'll help you all out. It just It's a lot cleaner way to get a nice round hole. Yeah, cool. I like, so, the, I like the show and tell. Yeah. There's been so many times where we wanted to bring a model in and just describing it in words just really would always leave. It's like the most important sense, you know, when we're having a discussion like that site. So perfect, uh, perfect day to unveil it, our, our YouTube debut. Yeah, what a coincidence. Yeah, what a coincidence for sure. <laughs> so let's talk news. Okay. I don't have any news. Like I said, I've been traveling. I haven't been keeping up with things, so yeah. fill me in. Okay, well, I do have some news. And just a warning, if if you have been listening, you may understand this dynamic of when Tate brings the news, it's pretty interesting. And when I bring the news, it's usually pretty dry. So just a, just a heads up there. Uh, well, speaking of dry, I actually think... <laughs> The coolest news story that I've seen this week was out of NASA JPL, so which is a customer of ours, but we don't have any association with this project. For the last five years or so, they've been investigating creating porous metal prints on their laser sintering systems <clears throat> by essentially con a controlled degradation in the laser parameters. So when we're laser sintering metal powder, primarily our target is full dense, full density. We want like 99.5% density or higher, right? And so we develop <laughs> laser parameters. This is oh my God. You know, it's already <laughs> no, no, it's already no, too dry, no, isn't it? No. Keep going, keep going. We'll suffer mm. through it. This is getting back to the metal <laughs> headphones. Is it? Uh, it's pretty bad. No, I'm just kidding. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So we're targeting high densities. Typically, you would target high density. You're printing parts and you're trying to avoid porosity. But just like in FDM, we use porosity in FDM to enhance the functionality of the parts in some, some ways, right? Like if we wanted to pull air or water through a part for various reasons, like a thermal form application, Paper we, pulp. Yeah, we actually create toolpaths that degrade the quality of the part visually and mechanically. We build porosity into the part. And that's what the team at JPL has been working on on the metal side. Essentially printing, you could think of it like a sponge. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like a sponge. And they even, so they released their paper, which I can't read. It's a research paper. And although I do have, I still have a login through you, my- You can't read? It, the words are too big. <laughs> the words are too big. No, I actually still have a login from 
school when I graduated 13 years ago. Mm. My login still works and gets me access to a lot of different journals, but the journal that they published this one to, it, I don't have access to, unfortunately. So they, I mean, it, it's a very academic uh, article and uh, I want to read it. I'm going to try to get my hands on it. I'll probably message, uh, I think, Doug, Doug Hoffman and uh, see if I can get it. But anyway, they released some gifts of, you know, like coasters printed in this way that were absorbing the water in selectively. So as it absorbed the moisture, it was changing the color, right, of the prints because they're wet. And it was revealing images and things like that that they had. So you could see how they had controlled the porosity. Ah, within the print. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Very cool. Very cool. Where can we find these images? The internet. <laughs> you could search JPL 3D printed porous metal, something like that. And that will pull up a variety of news articles. Ooh, found it. Yeah. Google News is, is, is the way I would recommend searching for that. JPL porosity test. So you should see some images there. Yeah, I do see some images and oh, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I'm, I'm glad you can't see my it's, screen. It's a more advanced. Uh, it's probably better you can't. Yeah, it's a more advanced uh, thing that we might have to do in the future for YouTube is get a screen share. It's going to need to be able to be turned on and off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we could do that. That could be arranged. So do you see those images, though, how they have the. Yeah. So they were able to find some process parameters that when centered kept rigidity within the part, but also added porosity and they could control that porosity up to like 43%, give or take, and down to, I think single digit porosity. Uh, and the, you could use it for all sorts of things. Imagine something like a heat exchanger or, uh, some sort of filter types of parts that would benefit from a high, uh, surface area ratio. I like it. Right. And you could never design that at least with any tool that I'm aware of the porosity in the CAD tool. Oh yeah. That'd be you tough. Could. That'd be tough. You know, maybe, maybe an implicit, uh, you'd need CAD a tool, a nice little API <clears throat> for that API. That's a good, actually a good segue to another news article that is newsworthy. I'm actually a little upset about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I am too. I know what you're talking about yeah. already. So we use GrabCAD print to process a lot of our prints, you know, through Stratasys. And for the last little bit, they've been working on an API to bring in third party plugins. And one of those plugins that we were really highly anticipating was from a company called Teton Simulation. And I think we, we may have talked about it on a pod. I think we did. I think we did too where we could bring in the CAD tool into our, our standard preprint software and apply some loads and get toolpath optimization based on those loads. So in the same way that we were just talking about uh, adjusting the internals of the metal parts, we can obviously adjust the internals of the FDM parts, but standard slicers really only give you the ability to do solid, sparse, somewhere in between and in GrabCAD, we can grab faces and, and tell 
a certain face to be thicker. But the level of control is uh, not great. And it's based on just manual input. So what the simulation tool would do is say, hey, based on these loads, if your goal is to optimize for, say, strength to weight, we could carve internal weight out of a part in this area and add density in another area. Am I explaining that well? I'm not listening. It was called Smart Slice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not that I didn't want to listen. It's that I'm trying to make sure that we answer to things that we've promised that's in, very, in, in the past. That's very cryptic. I don't mean it to be uh, uh, cryptic. I just am saying we sometimes make promises that we don't keep. Okay. And I'm trying to be more um, proactive. Okay. So I did actually make notes on things. Uh, let's see. Are you looking up old notes? I'm looking up notes I made from last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. To like, see if we had promised anything last episode. And there is one thing. I'm going to try and get an answer live action. Okay. Right okay. now. Um, um, yeah. I mean, let's let's drop what I was talking about and let's go to this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Finish your thoughts, please. I just was saying that that as a side note, we do need to follow up and keep our promises. All right. So long story short, Smart Slice is a plugin that we were looking forward to having and it was just announced yesterday that Mark Forged bought Teton Simulation, the creator of that plugin, and they're going to integrate it into their Iger software. And I think that was a good move by Mark Forged. So that kudos to them. That's a good move. That stinks for us. It does stink for us. Although the API now is there, the bones of the API are there. And it's, it's a functionality that is still a little bit premature, I would say. Uh, just in general, what's out there. And we were already on the path of educating people about the importance of it. And I do think it's one of those tools that will eventually be integrated in a way that's it's used, you know, pretty often. But in order to even get uh, use out of it, you have to know and understand the loading conditions of your part, right? right. And so like take your tube straightener right there. You couldn't use that because you don't have any idea what's going on. Whoa, easy, pal. You don't. I asked you, how much compressive force are you putting on that? I honestly don't think that I'm, <clears throat> it's not preloaded. So it's going to go under force depending on how bent the tube is. Yeah, but it, it's, go, it's going to see force, right? Yeah, So I suppose, but it won't be but, uniform. So you would have to quantify it. Yeah. I get your, the point you're trying to make. One, it's embarrassing for me, but two, <laughs> but two, yeah. You shouldn't you, be because- You have to know the loads yeah. in order to make a good simulation. Right. And you can't make good parts based on simulation unless the numbers are accurate. Right. So we, we talked about this in depth on the topology optimization episode, you know, 20 something episodes ago, where it's, it's great technology, but you have to know- the loading conditions and you could steer yourself in the wrong way. So oftentimes if you're trying to balance like how you spend your time, you just print a solid. Now with larger printers and like on an, on an F770, for example, where the prints could take days, weeks, weeks, 
there's a there's a significant incentive to you know make more efficient use of your material there as the parts get smaller i, I think there's less and less uh, room for you know efficiency i mean there is i'm getting a an answer i'm getting the three dots okay from jeb okay our tech jeb yeah uh what was the question so what are the consequences in the origin system by leaving a part to saturate in raw resin? Oh, gotcha. Remember that? Yeah, we mm -hmm. did talk about that last week and Someone, really we didn't. We guessed. We guessed. We guessed. And if I know this Jeb, like I know this Jeb, this is going to be a well thought out yeah. response. Do, you, this dare, we, we do you dare just read it word for word? I don't know if I dare. <laughs> it looks like it's going to take a while because I've seen these three dots just yeah hovering okay for the last minute or two while you're waiting for that should we should we jump to the next thing that i kind of want to talk about yeah please okay do you then do you know the company anchor a-n-k-e-r hold on does that sound familiar never heard of them of course i don't think has there been a time where you've done this and i've known the company you wanted to talk about mm, i'm not going to answer that <laughs> Okay, got their website up. Okay, so looks nice. They actually do a great job. It's a nice of, looking website. I I think their marketing is awesome, and that's not a dig at all. I think their marketing is really good. So what about them? Okay, so this is a company that I've purchased several of their products just through Amazon. Uh, initially, they were a they would import products from overseas and just kind of white label them. Um, but I think that they started to develop their own products. Okay. Mostly chargers. So think USB chargers, phone chargers, that sort of thing. And yesterday they launched a Kickstarter for a 3D printer. And the reception has been actually pretty overwhelming. A ton of energy behind it. A ton. This is... Did you get an answer? Why are they launching, why are they launching a Kickstarter? They look like two legitimate legitimate of a company to be like yeah they say save 21 percent on their website by backing their printer they've got a nice picture of it looks it looks nice when reading through the kickstarter campaign i was thinking it's tiny uh, if i if i wanted to buy a machine i would probably give this a shot i mean we were talking what was it last week why because it I'm was falling, last week i'm falling victim to their marketing for sure although a little bit over the top because they have like trademark names for almost everything give your prints power boost power boost ultra boost like cut um, print times by 70 percent that's their big claim is that it's going to go like five times faster than like a prusa three prusa mark three let me S. let me read this okay so if anybody doesn't have time or if this sparks their interest, see five times faster, 250 millimeters a second printing speed with acceleration up to 2,500 millimeters a second. Whoa. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Not a second. Millimeters squared. My per bad. Per second, per second. Yes. Okay. 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 Here's what's, <laughs> here's what's behind the turbo times. Thank you for catching that. I, I do that kind of stuff all the time. And yeah. I know people just don't say anything. And they're either confused or they know that I'm wrong. Yeah. So thank you for correcting me. <clears throat> um, here's what's behind the turbo times. Why stepper motor with high subdivision drivers improve torque and stability? 
double belt that provides even power distribution, advanced algorithms, the algorithms that align your printing with your course of action. Okay. How would they know? I like the... Those are some algorithms. Yeah. The high subdivision drivers. Uh, that d- actually doesn't promote speed. That that slows things down. If you have if you have stepper drivers that have, it's like a torque multiplier, right? Well, it's like it slows things down. It not in that way, uh, physically, oh. but the data rate. If you're pushing more data, and you have a certain bus speed, like more data isn't always the best, and it definitely doesn't help promote speed. So I, that's just interesting. It looks nice for an open air system. It does look nice. And that's all I can say. I just they've it, taken some time with an industrial designer to yeah. make it look sleek. Here here's the I think it would if you were in the market for a machine like that, honestly, I would still defer to a more well established uh vendor like Prusa. I mean, because I think you and I would agree that. The hardware is not the most difficult part in this in this product development. Yeah. It's the algorithms. It's actually getting the material out and creating awesome prints. Now the prints do look amazing, but we've talked this is a con, this is a recurring theme on this pod is that you have to take everything with a grain of salt and be very skeptical whether it's a hobbyist machine or a professional machine be skeptical of everything you're told kind of like our print 1000 times faster <clears throat> you love that title it's, why why do you love that title so much because it's just it's so we I, I don't know that you meant to be like really gimmicky maybe there was some you know intent yeah. behind it but that episode to this day gets the most hits by a lot. Yeah. Like by a big margin. Yes. And so it's like, I, I feel a sense of guilt over it, but these print companies, they're not going to feel guilty. If they tell you they can print 75% faster, the proof's in the pudding. So it's like, print me, print me something and we'll see if it actually prints 75% 75% faster than, but this is when someone on that team will, will typically be like, well, it will, but da, 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 da. usually, usually there's some context to that. And with any benefit, there is usually a disadvantage as well. So, I mean, we can't say one way you or the other. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. That's, that's the saying. That's a darn shame. <laughs> But here's the thing I think it's super exciting because the Kickstarter shows just how much energy there is in the 3D printing space. They launched yesterday. They already have $3 million. They passed $3 million mark in backing in one, in less than a, in less than a day. That's amazing. That's incredible. There, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's a shame for, (laughs) it's just another desktop printer yeah like i I don't know i i I, i'm curious to know what the people who backed it see in it or if they have experience or this is a first time yeah printer situation or if it's like no i I really (laughs) hope this one's going to be better than my last one i think that you're going to have a mixture of both type of buyer you're going to have a mixture of people who have existing printers that have some frustrations because we know that 
running those machines is not the easiest thing. You have to, you have to have some patience, right? Mm -hmm. So you read their, their release and you think, okay, this looks like it just works. So I'm going to, I'm going to take their chance and, and upgrade. And then you have people who are familiar with their products because they do make, they do sell good charging products and you see the polish of, of how the whole product is presented to you and with the Kickstarter campaign, how they tier out the release. So if you're the first 200 backers, if you're the first 2000 backers, you get a significant discount. That's probably a big reason why they launched it through Kickstarter because you get to feed off that, off that, uh, excitement of getting the discount. And so they think, okay, well, I'll take a stab at it. I can pay $400 or $500 and worst case, if I don't like it, or if it, uh, you know, if it doesn't meet my expectations, then I could sell it to someone at the end, probably for more than I paid for it. Did you actually see the price of it on Kickstarter? Yeah. What was it? So I, for the first 200, it was like 400 something. And then right now I think it's at 599 retail is supposed to be 749. So it's competing right there with the Prusa. Yeah. Price wise and everything. Yeah. So, you know, it's, but it's just another, it's just another printer. I do get it from the standpoint of, you know, you trust certain brand names. Yeah. It's like you trust a certain actor. Right. Like, or actress. Yeah. You see them in a movie and you're like, I'll see it. I'll watch it. Sure. You don't know anything that it's about, but you're like, that person doesn't take bad roles. And that's where the strange thing is like, it is a, if it's a trusted brand, why are they launching through Kickstarter? That's, <laughs> I don't, I I don't know, know. Cause they could it's, offer a discount through their website. It's because they, they were able to raise, you know, $3 million very quickly. So it's, I think Kickstarter has changed a little bit from its like original intent, sort of yeah. like GoFundMe. Yeah. GoFundMe. Oh, don't now even go there. Is, I don't uh, want to go there. It's too sad. It's a healthcare provider. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't want <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> I know, right? You, Let me. On, on our YouTube debut, you don't want to dive into uh, no. some no, 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 no. Div- <laughs> hardcore politics. No. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, let's talk about uh, YouTube. Okay. Now, we, we kind of already alluded to YouTube a little with the fact that you and I are, in a way, kind of cheating the system. Totally. Sort of sort of like Anchor is. We didn't, anyone They're, who watches this, we didn't earn your view. Yeah. I, I will fully admit that. <laughs> and maybe that needs to be the clip that they, when they click on it, yeah. they need that because we didn't earn the 90,000 subscribers. So we're kind of cheating our way in. We know it. Um, we may get some, we did org- contribute to building the 90,000 subscribers. That's true. I have, I have videos on our YouTube page that are approaching 10 years old. Congratulations. Thank you. That's but, actually really cool. Well, there, here's and a, I've watched some of them by yeah. the way. Well, this is one of the most exciting things about being on YouTube is that the content stays. So very rarely would you go back and listen to old podcast episodes or organically discover a podcast episode that's eight years old, but on YouTube, you do it every day. I actually don't watch podcasts on YouTube. I, I'm not one of those people yeah. yet. Yeah. And I, that could change, 
but I, I'm not a huge podcast consumer I'm, as it is. I'm a mix. It kind of just depends on where I'm listening. If I'm in the car, obviously I'm not, but if I'm in the garage, I'll usually turn on and, and the YouTube is an option. I'll usually turn on the YouTube. My struggle is finding a good podcast. So I feel like I'm just constantly looking and I feel bad for those folks that have done that with our, with our podcast. Like, yeah. yeah, it was good for an episode or two. See ya. Yeah. Well, here's another thing is how you discover podcasts. You pretty much have to search for a podcast by name. Or be recommended from another source that you trust. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Word like, of mouth. Oh, yeah. Word of mouth. Yeah. Check this podcast out. It's got so-and-so. And they'll tell you the name. Yeah. And then you go follow it up. YouTube, it's discovered by other other ways, by the content. So we're going to see. We're going to we'll see what see. happens. This will be a little experiment. This could be the beginning of the end of the podcast. <laughs> just Let's just put that out there. It's totally a possibility. So uh, on the topic of YouTube, I did do something before I went to L.A. Uh, I had talked about my personal Bronco diary that I've been kind of just documenting and filming. Yeah. And awful. Awful. The content is? Oh, it's the, the content's bad, but the... After watching the whole thing, I'm like, I didn't need to do that. Didn't need to do that. Granted, I was going through kind of my own personal discovery process yeah. with this thing, but I way overcomplicated it. I could have measured with a tape measure from two points, done very basic math, like divide by two type stuff, mm. and mm. gotten the same result as what I got. Yeah. I got some additional information from the way I did it, some little peace of mind things, but realistically when i rewatched it i was just embarrassed <sighs> anyway I hope this podcast isn't the same way oh i'm so nervous i'm so nervous i know you are it's not a big deal uh but yeah it's easy to overcomplicate things i was actually going to print a part last week and so i have a sample we have a sandblaster and if you don't we, we oh do we i mean it's technically the offices although where a, is it? It's where it's, is it? it's a little cramped. In where the, is our where is our sandblaster? OK, we didn't have air. <laughs> uh, we didn't have air, but I did have air at my house. So <laughs> I had to move it to the house for a short period of time. OK, so so go engineer sandblaster is at your house. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know we have one. <laughs> hey, if we <laughs> if we're going to be tallying things, oh, definitely. I have a lot more stuff here than the opposite. Okay. So anyway. All right. Uh, if so you it's a trade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you, on these sandblasters, you'll etch the glass, you'll etch the plastic if you don't protect it. And so I went out and bought a piece of glass, but it broke because it wasn't tempered and I didn't want to deal with that. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to print an inner frame and get a tempered piece of glass and it'll be permanent. And I went through and I started designing it and I was like, this is dumb. I'm just going to go buy a uh, shower curtain, like a clear vinyl shower curtain yeah. and just tape it to the inside. It cost me $6. I'll get probably 10 of them out of it and just be done with it. And so sometimes when you have a printer, you do, or any tool, you do sometimes overcomplicate things almost as just like a crutch because you become so used to using that tool. Hmm. You think so? Do you agree? Yeah. I do. And so there is a balance. There's yeah. a balancing point where it's like, I'm just using this to use it. Now, if you're trying to get ROI on it, 
even then, even then sometimes sure. that might take it a notch further in terms of, okay, yeah, you know, my threshold used to be here. Um, I'm holding my hand at a certain level, which you can see on YouTube. <laughs> um, but now because I'm trying to get ROI, it might move that threshold a little bit higher. But even then there's still kind of like the break even point where it's like, I'm not even close. Yeah. And that's where you ran into. Yeah. With your project. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that about exhausts the news stories I had. I think next week we might talk a little bit about AMUG, which is happening right now. Obviously, we aren't there, but we did a live show there last year. I know. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Such a good show. Good sad, industry show. Sad not to be there. I know. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? <laughs> no. I reamed those holes. Oh, yeah. I reamed those nice. holes, and it worked. Nice. Whatever method I told you I was going to do. That's yeah. what I did. Cool. Dove straight in. Cool. Beautiful. Our YouTube. I'm practically uh, a machinist now. Yeah, practically. <laughs> our YouTube, our new YouTube listeners will learn that uh, we sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Tate's Bronco project into every episode. Oh, there's, there's some of your project that's going to come in next yeah, episode. Probably. For probably, sure. Probably. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's a wrap. That was not, not that bad, huh? Uh, it was pretty bad. In terms of suckiness, that that was like a five out of ten. You know we're still recording the episode, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk uh, next week. Okay. Later. Adios.